Welcome to the Autofocus Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Dan. And I want to say thank you for everybody that's listened to our old episodes, our, our first ha- handful of episodes. And um, please subscribe. Like we're trying to grow our, we got friends and family in the area that we're trying to share this with. And uh, we, you know, we want to try, try and create a, an audience. So please follow us on YouTube, subscribe, like all our videos. We're also available on Spotify. We're available on, hold on, let me pull it up. Breaker, Google Podcasts. We're still waiting on Apple. Apple's taking a while. We're also available on Radio Public. So if you're into audio only, we are still uh, available on those platforms. But so, uh, Dan, what's the topic that we're going to listen to tonight? Where we're going to talk about tonight? So, so the topic tonight is going to be kind of how we got started with our camera brand. You know, why you picked Nikon and Sony? Why I picked Canon? Cool. Um, yeah, go down that road. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of a, it's a fun topic. I mean, both you and I are kind of like, I don't gear heads when it comes to this stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. We research. And, there, and there's the Canon and Nikon war, you know what I mean? Like the two heavy hitters for sure. Uh, you totally just cut out there. Uh, <laughs> I literally have no idea what you said. That's the difficulty of doing a podcast at two different locations. Uh, yeah. but did it? D- yeah, oh, I okay. have no idea what you said. So, um, but we'll, we'll, yeah. So yeah, we're we're both gearheads. It's uh, it's something that we both like to research. Sometimes we buy gear even though we don't even need it, which is uh, I have so much gear yeah, that I don't need. Which is so it <laughs> is definitely brutal, but um, it makes the hobby fun and it makes the profession fun, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, like Dan said, I started out with Nikon. I think I don't think I was necessarily drawn to Nikon. It was just like readily available. Um, I mean, my first like like we talked about in in the history episode. Like I started with a little Sony like extra zoom camera, but there was no loyalty there. It was just like what was available, I'm sure, at Best Buy. And then when it came for me to buy an SLR um, or DSLR, I just went to Best Buy and bought a Nikon. There wasn't much research at, but, that, but at that time. I remember me and you went back and forth a little bit, and I was trying to get you to buy Canon because I was like, we can share we can share lenses. Uh, like You should go with Canon. Think, now that you say that. And I, then you ended up getting I your Nikon. Say, I think I do kind of remember that conversation, actually, now <laughs> yeah, that you say that. Yeah. So I guess I think you got a good deal on a Nikon or something. Yeah, but I was I like, damn, like that could have been. <laughs> I think you're right. Actually, I don't. Re- I like remember that conversation. So yeah, I ended up. Yeah. I ended up buying a Nikon D5200, um, and it was awesome. And at the, I had a kit lens which was 1855 crop sensor, and I also bought at right when I bought the camera, I bought a 7300 millimeter uh, lens, which is like a really for people that aren't in, is really high zoom. So like on a crop sensor too with a crop like factor that's like 450 millimeters like that's re- yeah. that's far so that was pretty that was cool to have that lens i mean um it, yeah that that was definitely a fun lens but yeah i really i, I give nikon a hard hard time because i think maybe the technology perspective they're like more uh they just kind of like laid back they just i feel like they just produce the same camera every year and put a new name on it whereas like other brands are a lot more innovative um, but Hey, Canon, Canon did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. but the, the Nikon was great. It had like a, uh, first of all, it was 24 megapixels, which was awesome. Uh, so definitely had no problem from like blowing up photos or anything like that. Also had a swivel screen, which we talked about a little bit, makes such a big difference when it's with, huge, yeah. wh- whether you're shooting yourself or even like getting low angles or especially with video, right? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So with video, you have the ability to like if if you're holding like a low angle, like we talked you talked about filming skateboarding, like just being able to tilt that screen and be able to like you know hand hold your uh your camera, like that's got to make a huge difference, especially for the stuff that you shoot. Yeah, I took the viewfinder off of my C100 Mark II, completely off, and I just use the screen and I use it every like it's unbelievable, but I use it. So you every use time. you use like an external. Uh, monitor is what you're talking about on your CD. No, the flip out, the flip out screen. Yeah. No, I, so I took my viewfinder off the eyepiece. Oh, oh, oh um, just so, I could so instead of having to like put on my gimbal. camera up, gotcha. Right, right. So I took that off. I never really used it anyways, and and it let me put it on the gimbal better. And I just, the flip gotcha. out screen is amazing. You can set it up to the side, and you can look at it from the side if you're on a tripod in a tight spot. Um, gotcha. Yeah, it, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, so that's one thing I honestly I really miss because I, I shoot Sony now. So that's one thing I do definitely really miss is like a fully articulating screen. Um, but the thing with the Nikon, at least not the full frame version, like I had a the crop center, the D fifty two hundred, it was real plasticky. Like there weren't really any customizable buttons. There was just one. So like as far as like ergonomics were good because it was actually a decent sized camera. But um, with with a battery grip on there, but it only had one customizable button and like not a ton of it was programmable. So like you were kind of stuck to shoot the way Nikon wanted you to shoot. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It wasn't it, it, it was good. I mean, I used it for a while, but when it, it time it time came for me to upgrade, um, that's when I started, you know, just like diving down that hole of like, OK, I'm going to research <laughs> every, Doing some research, every yeah. brand. Um, yeah. And now, why did you go with Canon and not go with like a newer uh, Nikon? You mean the second time, or like when I bought my my when you, when you bought your Sony? I don't I don't know. I guess one was value. So, like I was because you were somewhat invested into the Nikon. Yeah, I mean, I had atmosphere, like, right? You had a couple lenses. Four, yeah, I had four. Uh, yeah, yeah, four lenses for it. Um, so like definitely invested. Well, the other thing is those were all crop sensor lenses. So like I knew I wanted to get into a full frame just from a low light perspective. And like, uh, um, for people that don't know, like typically full frame sensors allow for much better, uh, low light capability, whether it's for photography or astrophotography, which like stars and moon, or just like in a dark environment, like, like I'm in right now. Um, but so I wanted full frame. So I really didn't have the option to say like, okay, I'm going to keep my lenses. Like there was no point. Like it wouldn't work on a full frame right. camera. Um, wh- yeah. Why I didn't go with Canon because you had Canon and we could have shared <laughs> stuff. I don't know. I think it was value. Like I, I kind of was intrigued by this mirrorless um, mm-hmm. camera. Because right? Canon didn't have a mirrorless by that time. At the time, right. So – uh, yeah. the way, uh, this is like really basic, but the way, a, a DSLR camera works is there's a sensor and let's just for the, for the video and the podcast in the back of the camera, right? So when you look through, um, your optical, like your viewfinder or what any, anything like that, it actually like is being reflected off of a mirror. Um, and then what happens is when you sh- hit the shutter button, which is the button that allows you to take a picture, the mirror flips up. And it allows for the light to come in, which then projects onto the sensor in the back of the camera. So um, that's how traditional DSLRs have worked for the past, what, 20 years maybe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mirrorless cameras, there is no optical sensor. It is 100% digital. So um, 
it actually, if you open up the, take the lens off the camera, your sensor is like right at the front of the camera. It's not like hidden in the back. There's nothing in the way protecting the sensor. Um, so when you're viewing the image on your camera, whether it's your LCD screen or your video uh, like eyepiece, it's all a digital signal. So whatever is getting projected onto the lens, I mean, onto the sensor through the lens is actually what is going to be portrayed on the SD card, what, what's being saved onto the camera. That was literally like such a good breakdown of what they are. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> like, you very oh much. God. I mean, that was completely ad It was very accurate. Yeah, all right. So that's good because I'm sure somebody's going to fact check me and be like, no, <laughs> you know, the angle. Well, whatever, of course, but, there'll be that guy, yeah. but yeah. Um, it was very basic and to the point. Yeah, that was right. good. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so that really intrigued me because like we work or we live in a digital age and like you can do a lot more with a mirrorless camera from a software perspective because of that, because it's, it's, it's digitally put onto the sensor. So like you have it on your, your, what we keep calling a C100, which is like your video camera, your dedicated video camera, but like, like, yeah, like autofocus peaking. So what it does is like, it, it will tell you what's in focus in your camera or um, like they call it zebra, which is like when you something is over, overblown. So like a bunch of digital and, uh, features that you get to use in in camera so that helps you get a better product at the end so that really intrigued me so i definitely was like i want a mirrorless also they're they're traditionally a lot smaller than dslrs because there's not as many moving parts so one of the i know one of my bad habits is i never have my i I never carry my camera and like i was hoping and it, it has come to fruition a little bit but not as much as i thought that i'd carry this camera around more because it is smaller um, I, the problem is now my backpack's full of all kinds of other stuff, whether it's like, you know, different lenses and battery packs and lights and all yeah. kinds of stuff that you <laughs> don't actually need, but we all, we both like, or most photographers and videographers like, so yeah. And it, Sony had been in the mirrorless full frame, uh, game, I guess you could call it in, in that portion of the industry for longer than anybody else, at least f- from a consumer perspective. So I got a camera that was actually, uh, at the time, one model older and their their basic version of it. So I have the A7 Mark II, which is a phenomenal camera, but it wasn't at the forefront of technology for when I bought the camera. So um, it was more cost-effective. I think the body cost me like a a thousand bucks. Um, Yeah. So I would have gone with Canon if they had had that just so you and I could, could share lenses. But mm-hmm. um, at the time, the EOS R, which you own, I was just coming out, and it was like, I think three grand or twenty eight hundred bucks body only. The yeah the yeah it's I think it yeah twenty twenty something yeah yeah so it's it was just expensive it was more of an investment for me and. I just felt like I was drawn towards the Sony. I mean, a lot of like YouTubers that I follow, I saw one out and somebody shooting it and I went, wow, that thing's so small and that's a full frame sensor. Um, the other thing that really like drew me in and actually I can grab one. I've got, what is this right here? I've got this right here is uh, an old vintage lens. I believe this was built in 1972. It is made by a company called, I think it's, I don't know how to say this. Asahi Opti Company, but it's a super Takamar uh, lens. It's 135 millimeter, 
and I I bought an adapter, which I don't have here, but it's a little piece of metal, which allows me to mount it to my, my mirrorless camera. So you couldn't do that with a, a DSLR because this is like super nerdy, but the they call it flange distance. So the distance between the sensor and a DSLR is a lot further away where these cameras back in the day, the lens for 35 millimeter, like the, where the film went by was right up against it. So it allows for you to adapt to get the flange distance correct, depending on the company or the mount that you, of the vintage lens. Um, and it also, it's all uh, manual at that point. Yeah. So this is a hundred percent manual. So yeah. there's no autofocus, yeah. but I love to marry today's technology and vintage technology. Like I just, I love things that are patinaed and old, but like mechanical mm-hmm. and like, I don't know if you can hear this. I'll put this up against the mic, but like, just like if I, if I turn the, we'll be quiet. If we turn the aperture ring. You can kind of hear that click. I lo- like, it's just like super mechanical lens. And uh, yeah. the other thing is they're super affordable. Um, like I looked up the value of this. I think it's, pr- I think it was like 70 bucks. It's 135 millimeter, so it's kind of like a mid-range zoom, and it's an f f 3.5. So for for a zoom, it's pretty pretty good as far as how how fast it is. It's not like super like an f 1.8 or f 2.8, but um, for 70 bucks, I have 135 millimeter, right? And it's a really manual process. You know, some people really like to like I don't you're not you're not a big coffee drinker like I am but some people really like like that like <laughs> pour over coffee like you got to get the filter out you got to pour the coffee grind the coffee beans put in it's that process that they enjoy it's it the product's great but at the end of the day it's the process and that's why I like this type of thing it's like I can't just turn my camera and click a picture like I have to think okay I'm going to shoot f f8 here and you know okay I want you know so it's I have to think about each thing that I shoot um which is I don't know. It's cool. It's fun. I got another 50 mil. It's a 50 mil F2. Um, and also look how small. Yeah. Cause you're not, you're not just changing the focus. You're changing the aperture. You um, have to because the can and, and exactly the, cam- the only thing the camera can yeah. do is we, we haven't gotten into like the little nuances of like ISO and stuff like that. And I'm sure we will, but the only thing the camera can adjust is ISO. If you set it to automatic, cause it doesn't, yeah. it's not getting any digital signal from these lenses from the seventies. Um, I also really love the size, right? So I talked about buying a Sony camera because of how small it was and being able to travel. This is a 50 mil. Look how small that thing is. I mean, it's, I literally can toss this in my pocket. Like if I had a, (laughs) I could put it right here and it's like, I I could always have a 50 mil lens with me and I could be walking around with my camera. Now, granted, what's the, what is that? Is that a 1.8? This is uh, an F2. So it's a 50 mil F2. F2. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, man. I just love, again, you can hear the aperture and like. It's small and it's it's just like cool. Again, I love to marry that old old technology. So, um, yeah, that actually that in itself had like a huge. Um, it was a huge persu- like reason I went to it. Just like the vintage aspect. Those are the only two I have, mm-hmm. but I use the 135 mil all the time because right now, from a modern lens perspective, I only have the 28 to 75. I have a 50 mil f 1.8 and then a 20 mil f 2.8. So I do the next lens I think I'm gonna buy will probably be um, Tamron. So I shoot with a Tamron 28-75 f 2.8 because Sony lenses are phenomenal, like super dope, but they're ridiculously expensive. Um, yeah. And I just like they they're I think if I I think it's two grand or twenty five hundred dollars for the lens alone for the twenty four to seventy mil f 2.8 and like 
I think this the Tamron version was nine hundred bucks. So there's a big difference, um, and it's still weather sealed and everything. But the next lens I want to buy is going to be the seventy to one eighty f two point eight that Tamron came out with. Um, that way I can get like for what you do like wildlife photography, um, yeah. stuff like that. Because I do miss that. Because on that's... my night, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna say. Um... You know, the big thing in photography is, you know, invest into lenses, not into the body because lenses you can, I mean, you're using, you know, however old that in the seventies, right. you know, and it's still um, and you're still perfect. using it. Right. You could never use a body in the same kind of way that you could, you know, still use a lens. So you can always, you know, transfer your lenses. The mounts are still usually going to be the same, Exactly. Um, but you're always upgrading bodies. So exactly. So that's, that's, de- yeah. that's definitely something that I think I'm, I'm, with Sony for a while now at this point, I've really started to spend some money and some time with it. And I really like the ergonomics and the customizable, like it's, it's almost everything is modifiable on the camera, like all the buttons. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. most like modern cameras, but again, with my Nikon, it was, but it, it, it just wasn't to the level that this is. So I really, well, so I will say Sony gives you every feature you can change. They Dude. give you, that's why their menu is so it's complicated all over the it place, is, but because once you they give you everything. Fine. Yeah. But um, on a Canon, it's it's you know very simple and easy, and you still can do a lot of customization, but not as much as Sony. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I love that. I mean, it's it it allows me to when I do shoot, like I actually have two programmable like dials on the top, so one of them set up for me to do like running gun with my kids, so that like it instantly goes to aperture mode, but it auto adjusts like my ISO everything, so I can get those pictures really quick. Quick. The other custom setting is for landscape. So it's it's all 100% manual, but e- even my white balance, everything I set manually. Whereas I know I could go to the manual dial or the the aperture priority mode, but it's nice to know like it will automatically change all my custom buttons quickly if I do that. Which it's it's a cool feature. It's it's one of my favorite for the camera for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. How about you? I mean, I know you like we we talked about it. You, but you tell your story. Yeah, it was kind bit. of the same same process uh, with Canon. They it was just around. It was just what I picked up for the first camera. Um, I, Canon was kind of like the brand back then. So I think that's why I went with, I just, you know, it was familiar. Was, um, so, so I picked up the T2i. You, when you say it was the brand, I mean, there wasn't as much YouTube and stuff back there. Like what, was it somebody else? Right. That had I one? think I just, I think I just saw it everywhere. Like my, my first Canon video camera was a Canon. Like that I bought with my dad back in the day. Um, everything that I kind of got that was electronic, camera wise it said canon on it so i think i was just so used right. to canon i just went with the i didn't even think about nikon right um yeah so i just went canon i mean canon has a lot of glass and that's that's definitely something I, that I, yeah I, that i don't want to say suffer with because sony the mirrorless it's starting to catch up with third-party lenses like yeah Sig- well then i was going to say the third-party lenses is, is huge yeah, now. Sig- yeah. sigma and, and tamron are now making like really high quality third-party mm-hmm. uh, lenses but canon has always had such a phenomenal like uh selection from from them themselves i mean even affordable versions it doesn't even have to be like you know the top of the line like sony what they call g master right so I know I know people with Sony's that have Canon you know Canon lenses on their oh, on their for camera, sure. yeah. so so they'll they'll mount you know yeah they'll mount Canon because they have just it's good glass yeah um so yeah I just went with Canon and I've also owned a Panasonic DVX two hundred um, which is again I was buying gear loved it which is video <laughs> camera right that's video camera so yeah that one's a straight big video camera yep 
Um, and it just, the colors just weren't, I mean, we talked about it, I think, on the first episode, but the colors just weren't there. So it, you're uh, talking, yeah. Canon still, I think, has the best colors. Yeah, Canon's definitely pretty good. I mean, Skin I... Skin tone, yeah. Yeah, there's something about, for people that aren't into photography, like like we are, they're just, like, casual users. They talk about, like, like your... It's not color saturation, but it's, like, your... There's a word for it, and I can't think of it right now. It's, it's like, the way the, the camera interprets all the, the colors in the real world. So, uh, color profiles. So, um for some reason canon just like knows how to do skin tone and and, and it doesn't like modify it or oversaturate it um yeah 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 they they that's, that's yeah. something i'm definitely jealous of for sure that that you get Not, the thing <laughs> is at the end of the day we do color grade everything I, exactly you i mean you can exactly you can correct a lot a lot of stuff in post now yeah. um it's pretty crazy but you Especially when you're shooting raw, and then right. when you start getting up yeah, there, it's, yeah. it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Auto white balance and all. That so stuff. I mean, yeah, or be able to when you can fix your white balance in post because you shoot raw. That was yeah. like a game changer <laughs> for me because I never pick the right white balance. It's just like yeah. I never know. I don't have a white With card. Photos, it's and crazy. It's just like yeah, it's it's too yeah. hard. Um, so yeah. that that video camera though, I mean, maybe go through some of the features of like I why, loved it. why you picked that camera because like there was so actually yeah actually good question I I picked it for wildlife. Um, and it's funny because I didn't listen to a wildlife shooter. His name's, uh, Bertie, Gre- uh, Greg, Bertie Gregory or something. He's an amazing wildlife, Nat Geo wildlife guy. And I Facebook messaged him and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm trying to buy a, another, you know, a wildlife camera. Cause I was using my 7d at the time yeah. to do video. And he was like, well, you should look into the SF seven, um, which is a Sony camera yeah. and it's their cinema line. And I was like, Oh, okay. Cause I had, you know, I, th- I think the Panasonic that I bought was like, four thousand forty five hundred bucks or it was maybe almost five grand so it was up there right. um so i was like okay so i have a little bit of money to spend i had besides my 7d i didn't i've never had a camera where i could sw- where i switched the lenses on it and like i was thinking video camera like i could just focus on them and zoom in and out and like that would be good right um and i regret it i should have listened to him 100 percent. i got it I, I i did love it i i actually loved it it was just I didn't have to bring anything. All I, I needed was a battery and SD card. Wait, uh, so ho- you know, hold, I could just hold on. So here, I love this. Like this, you reached out to a guy that you like <laughs> admired, right? And he responds right, right. to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, and then I just said, "Fuck you," pretty much. Right. You follow this guy on social yeah. media or whatever it is, and then yeah, you were yeah. you reach out to him, <laughs> and he goes. This is what you he, he responds, which I would have been so fired he gave up with because I've done that a couple exactly. times. He gave, with me the, like, gave me the best advice. <laughs> but then and then you just go, nah, I, I know better than this guy. Yeah, I'm going to go left. <laughs> That's yeah, great. Yeah. So I yeah, I got it. And I mean, it was great because it was so like I just needed the one camera and that was it. But uh, it just wasn't it wasn't, you know, giving me the. You There's know, something about it though. It's like blown out background. Right. Yeah. Just I'd explain wasn't doing it. it. I'd use it. And this might not make it, this analogy probably doesn't work, but I'd use it for cars. <laughs> like there's so many different cars out there. If you're a car guy or a motorcycle guy or whatever it is, you get something and then you just, you don't feel like drawn to it or you don't feel like there's just something about it that like, you don't, you don't want to use it. You don't want to drive it or you don't like, so yeah. I totally get the analogy, but. Yeah. yeah. So I, I actually, I had that camera for a little while and then I, ended up getting the C100 Mark II right. while I still had this camera. And I absolutely love, I was like, this is a game changer. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And so I used, and still Canon, still stuck with Canon. Yep. And just recently I, I 
right before I got the um, EOSR, I was go almost switched to Sony because I know because I, I I was trying I was so just, hard I to get you there. Be, <laughs> yeah, I was just like you know they just pack so many features in their in their cameras for video features too like photos but also for video and i really was going to switch and then i was like the eosr came out and i was like i i'm gonna get that yeah and I, uh actually my girl bought it for me for my birthday I right think, but and i and i do think yeah. at the end of the day you first of all the like we, we'll get into glass and lenses in, in a second but you, i'm well invested yeah in the Canon you right were now. fully invested i would have had to sell everything it would yeah it would have been one yeah. a financial like investment for you but for you to change from from one company to another it's not just the investment yeah. it's also the ergonomics and your from how familiar you are with the camera oh yeah it took me honestly a good four or five months before i even felt comfortable where the like the shutter button was or like like yeah. where the just to like change one or two things because like the, the cool thing about my nikon is i could go out and shoot in the dark with like on a tripod to do like long exposures or astrophotography and i didn't need to turn a light on like i could just touch my camera and 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 adjust all my right, settings. Right, you knew where all the buttons were. Where yep. even today, yep. and I've been shooting with this thing for not a, not a year, probably nine months. I still don't know it perfectly. So for mm -hmm. you to be able to to stay with a company that's relatively consistent on like where their controls are and their menu systems and stuff, there's a huge value to that. Right. That. Right. The, and that's yeah. The menu system is pretty much the same throughout. Um, even even when you go back to the T two I. Right. Um, menu systems just the same yeah. so yeah and and definitely the so film uh yeah no i was just to say so you so you still had the sony video camera and you, it was a c100 right that you have not c200 c100 mark ii okay, yeah. c100 mark ii and there's is there three versions so there's c100 c200 and c300 there's, there, and there's a c i think there's a c400 okay. and there's a c500 so, so from yeah. from a video perspective <laughs> And that's that's a pro level video camera. That's that's an yeah, yeah. entry Cine level cinema, in the grand camera. scheme of things. But for you going right. from shooting from a DSLR to shooting straight oh my God. video on a professional Huge. camera, because because yeah, this doesn't shoot photos. I can only shoot video on this, which is what you're so, recording yeah, your podcast on right now. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so the re yeah the reason why I switched is because it records over. So you're at 30 uh, minutes right now. So why don't you check your, <laughs> yeah, let me check. I was just going to say mine stopped. So I yeah. just hit record again. Exactly. So the Perfect. C100 will record until the SD card right. runs out. And so I was like, oh, I'll just use that. Yeah. And that I so. totally get. Um, the other thing it's got better, better battery life. The other, and I guess, Oh, the battery. Yeah. The battery. Life's I guess amazing. I'd ask you, I mean, I'm not as knowledgeable in it cause I just haven't done the research. I think the, the video that comes out of my cameras for not like for what I do phenomenal. I think you, yeah, yeah, yeah. we shot the first podcast and I just shot like regular movie mode without S log. Yeah. We, we'll get into picture profiles at some point. You, we changed that and you were like, dude, that footage, that footage is Came out so much better, way better. So yeah, why, yeah. why would somebody go with like a f straight up video camera over like a mirrorless camera that can do everything? Um, well, if you're not a photographer, um, so well. so like you said, <laughs> like you said earlier with the with the DSLRs and your mirrorless camera, you get peaking, you get zebras, you get all those video features right. um, that you really don't get. I mean, now they're starting to be relevant in almost every camera you get, mm -hmm. but back then it wasn't. You know, you'd have to buy a video camera f to get those kind of things those unless features. you hacked. 
It was called Magic Lantern. Oh, that's um, what it was. We've totally messed that yeah. up. We, we totally and messed, it, it yeah. would give you those video features, which were amazing. Right. You know, because these things were being used to shoot a lot of video, right? Not just photos. So yeah, it's. I mean, those things are those things are huge. Yeah. And then also, um, internal NDs. You know, my camera has internal ND filters, okay. which is great because if you go out in the sunlight, you know, you, it's like putting sunglasses over your lens. Perfect. So um, I was just going to explain what that is. So um, try to explain. Yeah. 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 When you shoot, it's more prevalent in video than I think it is photography. And we can explain the difference again when we start to get more technical here. But it's like Dan said, it's like putting sunglasses over the, the lens so that you can keep your shutter and exposure and all kinds of stuff at a particular uh you can keep your settings at a particular area so that it looks cinematic or it looks appropriate yeah, yep. without over over blowing something. The other thing, that right? If you if you're shooting a if you're shooting a two point eight, you know, out in bright sunlight without a ND on, your everything's going to be blown right. out. And, and when you shoot, um, at but F2 then pay, yeah, yeah, you get that blurred background that people love from a professional exactly. camera. Um, so those are reasons yeah. you'd use an ND. But um, the other thing I was thinking of when you shoot on an like a professional C like Canon C100 is your, your, um, not depth of field. What's it called when you've got like really high shadows and, and a really bright dynamic range your yes. dynamic range. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Your dynamic yeah. range is far superior Absolutely. than what you get yep. in like a, a mirrors mirrorless camera. So it allows for you, like, I'm sure somebody's taking a photo on their camera or whatever, where it's like you can you see a silhouette of somebody, but the back uh, background's exposed, or vice versa. Like you see somebody, but then you can't see the background. That's called dynamic range. When you when a camera can get both, it's got great dynamic range. Yeah. So and then also it has XLR um, for people who don't know that it's like an audio. Um, so I can plug in a, sh a regular shotgun mic sure. right into my camera and, and pick up way better audio than what a DSLR right. so, could provide. Yeah, so an XLR is like uh, – I'm sure they use it for more than audio because it's – but it, I mainly yeah, use yeah. in audio, and it gives you just a higher quality audio output to – it's again, it's a professional cable essentially. It's a professional yeah, uh, yeah. cable opposed to like 3.5-millimeter jack, which everybody's used to with headphones. Um, which yep, is, and then like the, the, the preamps too in the camera are, are much better than a oh, DSLR a stuff so like that. So I I guess I don't know the answer to this question. Like we we I'm recording this an external Zoom recorder. How are that? Yep. How, how is something like that compared to the C100? Ooh, like like you've done more I don't know. external audio and like have you ever been like oh man I wish I had used an external audio nah, recorder? No. No, I well, I usually use an external external recorder just because I I always have a backup, so I'll record externally, but then I'll also record into the C100. So are you doing that right now? But um, not it's yeah. There's a mic on top of the C100, and okay. then this, but it's not my shotgun mic. What? So what I usually well, do is I would use my that? shotgun mic. <laughs> Come on, I would have done that as a backup. You, got, you always gotta have a you always gotta have a backup. No, all right, maybe we'll do that for yeah. the future, but. So, but I, the C100 and those kind of things, um, it's it's a great doc. People use it. It's a documentary camera. It's a real rugged. You can run and gun. You know, they'll have it on a shoulder rig because um, it gives you everything in one. You, so you don't need that external recorder. Right. You know, it has the a great mics and, you know, it's just a it's a great overall camera for for run and gun shooters and. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. cool. Hey, I learned something new today. I didn't, I didn't actually cause, because yeah. I'm just getting into audio. I didn't really think about the audio difference that you get out of like a professional video camera versus a, a mirrorless camera. But that 
that's cool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and audio is a whole different subject. I mean, audio lighting, that's a whole, you know, it's crazy Yeah. to, sure. to try to learn, all, you know, to be like really good at all of them is, is very difficult. That's cool. Um, but. so we didn't even, we haven't even gotten into your, like, we've just done your video camera. So now you got to talk about like, so you went from your Canon <laughs> T2i and then what was your next? Yeah. Uh, I went to the, I went to the T2i and then I bought the 7D, uh, cause I was getting into wildlife photography and then I had that for years, and then I upgraded to the 7D Mark II, okay. um, which I just got rid of to after when I had my. Well, I got rid of it because I had my USR and I just wasn't using it. Yep. So I was like, I might as well sell it. Um, so, what, but when I sold it, I missed it. I was bummed. So I guess <laughs> I would ask you, what what were the major differences? We don't have to go into the antics of the difference between the T2i and the 7D, but what was the yeah, difference the between 7D and the, the 7D the Mark, Mark One and the Mark II? Like. Cause there's a, yeah. there, I'm sure there was a premium that you paid to go from like the Mark one to the Mark two at the time. Absolutely. It, but it was kind of like you said, um, it was only a couple features. It was just a newer camera, right. you know, they, they only put a little bit in, but it was newer. The ISO was better. Definitely from the original seven so, D so um, low it, light. Yep. So low light was a little better. Um, they, they gave, I think it was two frames a second faster. So the shutter count now that's, it was at that's 10 one of those instead of eight that like has a, a really high, um like frame rate for for shooting stills even yes, even today yeah. like like i don't, i think my camera only shoots like 7 frames or 6 or 7 frames per second so for for a camera that was I don't it's know, a good action old, camera yeah that's cool yeah yeah so which makes it which made it a, a great wildlife right. camera so cool and, uh, and now, but yeah so i mean there wasn't crazy crazy differences it was just a little upgrade to from it so now, now you got to get into the big boy, the EOS R, which it, as far as Canon goes <laughs> right now is the top of the line mirrorless camera that they offer, right? Yes. Yeah. They're about to come out with the R, the EOS R5 which and sure that will replace it. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So the EOS R, I mean, I'm happy with it. It shoots 4k. Right. Uh, it doesn't do 4k 60, which your C100 which does is crazy. No, so my C100 only shoots 1080. Really? But it's a 4K, but it's a 4K sensor. So, so it's internally, it's a, it's shooting 4K, but downsampling it into 1080. So, you can't so you're getting a crisper 4K image. So you can't shoot 4K. You mean crisper 1080 image? So you can't get 4K right out of your C100. It just the it's so it's a Canon just saying right. you can't do it. Right, because essentially, then you're competing with its next, you know, with the C300. You See, know what that, I mean? So like, that's that really, they want that you to shit buy the next me, camera. That, that's like, come on, the <laughs> right. technology's there. So there's got right. is are there? It is there. I mean, it's a 4K sensor. Yeah, are there it's hacks definitely out there. there to like make it? Uh, so Not that, yet. I, I don't wow. think there will be. I mean, this camera's seven years old, maybe five, five or really? seven years old. So it's pretty. It's old. So it. Uh, yeah, if there was hacks out there, it would someone would have came out wow, with it. I'm already. surprised. I didn't realize. That. I I thought that thing shot 4K. That's, yeah. So, all right, we'll get back to the USR. So that that I was definitely jealous when you got that because that's like, it had all the features, good I love battery it. life. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, everything on it. Um. I yeah, I I love it. The flip out screen. The 7Ds didn't have that, so that was something that really I was hyped about to get that camera. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are hating on the one SD card slot, but that's not even an issue. Which is all I have in so, mind, too, because people are always like, right. oh, you need a redundant or a backup. 
I mean, right, right. We both shot for. Netflix. I know if you're shooting weddings, yeah, but We've other sh- than that, yeah, it's like. And how often have you had an SD card fail, like in camera? Right, right. I, I mean, knock I, on been, wood, but you, I've right. only doing this for like what 10, 10 years. We'll call it twelve years or whatever. I've never yeah. had one fail. Not not in right, the camera. Like I've had them fail. Like after I've put the footage up or put put it up, and yeah. then I'm like, this something doesn't seem right, and I just toss it because it's not worth it. But right. Yep. Hundred percent. So yeah. So yeah, I mean it's I I, I love the camera. That's cool. I love it. Yeah, so I was a good upgrade. Makes makes a difference when again when you've got and we talked about the analogy when you've got something that you feel connected to you re- you you you're more creative and uh, yeah at the end of the day you get a better product whether it's photos. So or I, I literally or try to go out now and I try to shoot um with just a cam I just try to bring a camera and like maybe two lenses. Some like when I go out wildlife shooting, I'm doing doing something like vlogging and trying to shoot. I'll bring all my stuff, but I I used to just bring so much gear with me, well, and I'm like, I really need to like minimalize dude, like everything I'm ha- everything I have. That's really what I <laughs> crazy. That's what I struggle with is like, yeah, I want to bring all my stuff with me every day that I don't even bring yeah. my camera. I end up just saying, I'm not gonna bring it. Like I'm even right, talking because it's too much. It's just it, too much. It turns out to be too much. Like yep. I, I should be bringing. I, I drive an hour for work every day. I should have my camera every day, even if it's like in the morning. I'm going to grab coffee, and then I'll, I want to be able to grab my camera, and and I still don't do that, even though I I went and bought yep. this camera for something smaller. Maybe it's something that I need to work on uh, in the near future for sure. It took me. Uh, yeah, I struggled with that a lot. It was hard. It's because I feel but... like I always want to like have. Well, what if I need that 20 mil lens? Or exactly. What there's if... always there's always the, oh, what if I'm going to use this? <laughs> It's frustrating. Yep. You get. I'll, your... I'll pack my backpack full, and I'll be like, "What am I doing? Like, <laughs> right. I don't need this. I don't need this." And it's, like, and it's so yeah. heavy. It's like I, maybe one, yep. one of these days we'll do a podcast like an overhead of like the stuff we've oh, that'd got be cool. or something. I don't know, but um, it's just so yep. much stuff, and like you barely, you never use it all. Like at this point now, I've got like lav mics in my backpack. I've got my shotgun. Yep. I've got my shotgun that I put on my camera. That's smaller. It's like, I, what do I need four microphones for? I don't even do that much video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I'm, yeah. Ten, ten times past that. Yeah. You, it's I wild. always call you when I'm going to buy a new I have a, a cart over gear. there of, yeah. of stuff. I'm always like, yeah. dude, what gear should I get or this and that? And you're like, oh, I'd go this way. And I'm like, now I get. Dude, I was, uh, yeah. The other day, not to change, well, not really change subjects, but I was looking at the Weeble S gimbal. Right. And I have a Ronin, Ronin dude, S gimbal, S like a handheld so gimbal. Cool. And I'm like, it looks sick, but it's like, and I, and I sat there, I was like, oh, I'm going to get it. And then I'm like, why do I need another right. gimbal. gimbal? Like what's, right. you know, and it, it's for what? It's great. Cause <laughs> it's got like the overhead handle. Like you can shoot like, yeah. And it's, it's like 400 bucks. It's not crazy expensive. It's exactly. And yeah. It, so I now get you're gonna it. Make Maybe buy you it. should buy it. <laughs> Maybe if you buy it, I'll use it. How's yeah. that? <laughs> no. yeah, there you go. <laughs> so cool. I think that was a good, yeah. yeah, I think that was a great episode. I think we were going to get a little bit into uh camera lenses, but maybe we'll save that for the next episode because um, I think at that point you start to talk about focal lengths a lot and I could easily go another mm-hmm. hour and I don't want to bore people uh, yeah. too much. Well, also too, if there's any, you know, videographers or photographers listening to this podcast, you know, let us know what cameras you're using. And even if you have some tips for an for upcoming sure. episode or, yeah, or t- yeah, something t- like that, yeah, leave a comment. Why, why, why did you buy your camera? Like what was your main two reasons on, on the camera you currently using? Or if you're looking to save to get a camera, a different camera like what is that camera that you're looking for yeah i mean we already know canon's the best but yeah we'll leave it all right at that. We'll, 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 maybe we'll have a shootout <laughs> the problem is 
I've got a camera that's getting older in technology, and you've got one that's like so. <laughs> how about that A seven? What is it? A seven four or A seven R Mark four? It's like sixty two megapixels. Oh, the new, yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's insane. So cool. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, again, please subscribe. Uh, like all our videos. And if you're an audio person, again, remember we're on Spotify, uh, Google Podcast. Um, I'm going to open up uh, Radio Public. Soon Apple. Breaker. Yeah, soon on Apple. I don't know how, how long that's going to take for us to get approved, but I think if we keep putting out uh, episodes, we'll be all good. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think uh, I appreciate everybody for listening and uh, everyone have a good night. And Dan, till next time. Till next time.